this morning, good morning, 729, a couple things I want to discuss, we got to take it back, take it back to, uh, I want to say my very first um, podcast episode, which was, which talked about somewhat into the David Adair segment. This is the first time I talked about, you know, I mentioned David Adair a little bit, then I veered off and got caught off subject because there's so much to talk about. And and so many things pop up when I talk about anything I talk about when it comes to, to you know, cosmic disclosure. I say one thing and then it like triggers thing other things that happen with that and I have to talk about that because it's 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 all good shit to listen to so you know if this is what you're into this is not being forced on anybody this is not being this is not me being a uh dictator or anything like that I'm just a regular guy with superior instincts when it comes to deciphering the truth of life, I think above. But I want to go back to Operation High Jump. Not only because. Admiral Richard Byrd was like a hero to me. I actually at one point wanted to get a wanted to get a holiday. I wanted him to have his own holiday. I wanted an Admiral Richard Byrd. They asked my lady, ask anybody. I always talked about it. I don't care. I got the most ghetto friends in the world. Gangbangers, killers, dope dealers. And I still fit in. I'm living proof you can be whoever the fuck you want to be and still have respect from people 70, 80% of this country will be afraid of. You understand what I'm saying? But that's not the point. The point is this. I wanted to get back to, you know, Richard Byrd and... um his expedition to Antarctica. Why? Because two o'clock this morning. No, no, I lied. Two o'clock yesterday morning. I watched um, Godzilla versus King Kong on HBO Max, and the first ten minutes was astounding. If you watched it, you would know what I'm talking about. They mentioned. Things I've mentioned in my other episodes of my podcast before this movie came out. You tell me who's crazy. I mean, they literally mention the world being a honeycomb cave system that meets from here to there and has a probably some kind of central spot. That all roads lead to. It's weird. They mention that. They literally also mention an expedition 
to Antarctica. They also mention Operation High Jump. They also mention mass cavernous systems within the Earth. But before all of that, it started with the Nazis. They were on some highly, 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 highly classified information. They were on to some really, really strange takeover ways. Like they wanted to dominate at any means, by, by any means, at any cost. They were given technology that we've craved for years. They were given technology that we thought we'd have by this time here, 2021. The movie Back to the Future clearly stated that we would have flying automobiles or flying something that can get us around, that can get us from a point A to point B. And less time than it would a, a regular car on the street. Less emissions, less bullshit going into the air, polluting our air. You know what I mean? So, it's just weird that they had that type of technology back in the 1940s. Yeah, they lost the war. They lost the battle. But they beat us in a techno technology war, in a technology battle. The physical battle and the physical war, they lost. The war that was reported, the news that was reported on the war, that physical war, they lost. But the tech war, they won and we lost. There was already word about Nazis um, moving about in uh, South America. And um, they found out somehow that they had a base in Antarctica, somewhere northern, northwest Antarctica, something like that. At least they knew, at least they, they found out that was uh, an entrance to the base. So... A fleet was sent to Antarctica with uh, Admiral Richard Byrd in charge. He was a very peculiar person. First of all, he had already flown over, you know, Antarctica before he was sent on these missions. He had already flown around the world almost. And um, he was recognized for his superior skills in flying. He could get the job done in any weather, any condition. He was the modern day mailman. He was the modern day um, male person 
I can't think of the fucking name of our postal people. That's sad right now, but I'm drawing blanks. Somebody will figure it out for me. Here's the point. Back to my um, story. They get down to, uh, I guess, the uh, meetup spot. And, uh, you know, I've said this in another episode. USO, not UFO. A USO comes out of the water and uh, has some kind of high energy weapon attached to it. Boom. Wait, wait, wait. They did not attack first. I was told that our people attacked first, and uh, which ultimately gave them that option. You know, because obviously they were attacked first. They were provoked and they unleashed a weapon that scared the living shit out of most of the people that were uh, at that destination at that time and place, 1948, 1949, whenever that happened, somewhere around that era, uh, time. And um, they didn't want no more smoke. They took off. It was over with right after that. Germans made demands. But before all of that, this is the weird part. Before all of that, I'm pretty sure before all of that, Richard Byrd was uh, basically plane napped. His jumbo jet that was flown across the uh, Antarctic um, and um, he witnessed what he felt should not be possible, which was um, grass, lakes. When he got to a certain point in the northwestern hemisphere of Antarctica, he witnessed a woolly mammoth. They took pictures, and he wasn't alone. He had obviously, duh, he had plenty of people with him. They took pictures. They They jotted it down in their journals as well. But it was all taken from them. Next thing you know, to, I don't know, frugal or frugal or I forget how you pronounce the word. I've never been able to pronounce the word. It's a certain name they call UFOs. And um, they come out of nowhere and they have symbols on the side of them. It looked like Nazi symbols, looked like the swastika, looks like that, but its original meaning, I believe, was peace. And not only that, it looked more like a cross than a um, swastika. And I'll talk about that cross and how it coincides with our with our past throughout history like it pops up more than once that specific design and I mean all over the world so there's a relation with that cross so the UFO I'm pretty sure it was two UFOs one on each side or something like that and um, they took control of Richard Bird's jumbo jet with all his passengers on it 
shut down the engines, but the jet was still flying in between the UFOs. They go inside the earth, inside a hole. Richard Byrd describes, quote, unquote, the size of a football field. Super Bowl, something like that, a football stadium. And they fly inside. Inside. They reach a city of, looks like it's made of crystals or something like that. Beautiful city. They land the plane, which is still shut down. And I believe, and it's crazy, I watched Godzilla last, the other day, and specific parts reminded me of how he got inside and why they had to shut the engines off. It wasn't like a, a kidnapping situation. It was more of a, uh, it was a meeting because he had a meeting with the hierarchy of the, um, of the people who lived inside the earth, the tall blondes, the Nordics, Nordics, they call them. So as I was watching Kong, what what, I, what was mentioned, I'm not going to say who mentioned what, because that doesn't matter. What was mentioned is a certain person's family member was crushed by a gravitational force because they did not have the proper technology, the proper um, flying aircraft to get within the earth and withstand that pressure change. So maybe that's why Richard Byrd when the, when the um, UFOs came and shut his engine down, maybe they had some kind of technology that worked well enough to give Richard Bird's jumble jet a gravitational field that could not be uh, damaged. That wouldn't that that would be strong enough to uh, get through inner earth, you know, without witnessing uh, too much pressure. Without going through that pressure zone and being crushed, basically. Yeah, so. That's what that was, because obviously we didn't have that kind of technology. That damn jumbo jet would have been through, crushed, demolished. They get to the uh, city. They land the plane. Everybody gets off the plane. They're fine, except a couple of people. They're freaking the fuck out. And uh, they're on edge because this is not supposed to be happening. They they never would have thought in a million years they would see some shit like this. They only wanted Richard Bird to go inside to talk to their head honcho. Head honcho tells them, about um, the Hiroshima bomb that they dropped, that America dropped on uh, Japan. And they were worried about the, the fate of the world, you know, the, the future of the, the the planet, because obviously they live here too. And Richard Byrd was just astounded. He, he just, he was shocked. He didn't know what to think, but he listened. He understood. And he relayed the message. He got back. They, they sent them on their way after... Uh, you know, the head honcho uh, stated his piece, said his, he spoke his piece, and 
I remember I remember this um I'm not trying to get off a little bit, but I remember watching this one YouTube video of a deciphered version of a Russian account who was with Richard Bird and um they deciphered his journal, one of the Russian soldiers, and it mentioned that the uh tall Nordic uh blonde Nordic beings gave them water that was the freshest water and food that would never perish bread that that and food that would never expire they said the food was the most delicious thing they've ever had the most nutrient the most healthiest thing they've ever had they never described the food though so maybe this was happening while richard bird was uh talking to the head honcho maybe they were trying to keep them comfortable and you know calm, you know and that's Obviously, that's what you want. If you come in peace, you want to, and you know, people on earth don't understand. They're scared of what they don't know or what they don't understand. I don't know why people are like that, but we're like that because we got these scary stories people tell us growing up. It just it fucks our head up. You think people grow out of it, but they don't. So the point is this. Things happen. In the 1940s, that literally led to Area 51 being built. That literally led to all these secret societies and secret uh, space programs. It, this is what it led to. Started with info of Nazi Germans, scientists, using... What was it? U boats or some shit like that? Using using boats to get to to travel back and forth to fucking Antarctica from Argentina, and and other places in South America. They were being watched. We had spies, obviously, but in the end, the Nazis were the ones making demands, and their biggest demands were that they had top scientists placed in any underground bunker around the world. And this is how we got our German scientists. And this is how we get any German scientists with the stories that are being told on Cosmic Disclosure. Because every story that's being told, there's always a Nazi German mention. And that's fucking scary. A little bit. Because it's almost like, are they still in control? Are they still making demands? I'm not going to say in control because... I don't think they're in control because if they were, we'd all be fucking wearing the symbol on our fucking right arm or, or marching like fucking toy soldiers. And we're not. So they're not in charge. But they did win a battle. They won that tech war. And it drove us insane to the point where we felt we had to keep up by any means. We knew we were lagging behind. We were still stuck on black people uh, being being oppressed, and don't don't say shit because I know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is still the 1940s. Segregation didn't end to the fucking 60s, and it barely ended then. I don't want to hear it. You motherfucking Americans were evil. You were fucking evil. And I'm not trying to compare us to animals. But when you have people who don't understand 
the same things you don't understand. Something like a pet would, because that's pretty much what black people were, just white people's pets up until we got educated. When you treat someone like that for so long, you kind of like leave a permanent scar on their heritage. Just like if you have a dog at home. I'm not calling us dogs at all. Just using an example. You beat that dog. You treat that dog weird. You treat that dog wrong. Consistently. Bring someone else around the dog. Watch the dog act crazy. Because that's all it knows. Vice versa. So what have we learned We've been lied to. That's what we've learned. And we won't know the truth unless they understand that we are completely ready. There are too many people who would take the truth right now today and be like and try to clout chase and act like they're afraid. Just to clout chase, just to get and, and probably smile at the end of the conversation after acting like they're scared the whole fucking time. And that's what that's what irks me. People like that. Very ignorant. Don't clout chase for this information. This information can end clout chasing and racism and possibly start the real United States of America. Fully united. USA, baby.